Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Why is the sizzle so important? Well, we broil your age-prime steak at 1,800 degrees and serve it on a heated plate so it stays hot and juicy to the last delicious bite. You can actually hear your steak sizzling from across the room. Bruce Chris Steakhouse, come in soon and come hungry, darling. Global News at 1.30. Good afternoon. I'm Eileen Bell. Woman hit a pickup truck with stepping off a curb on 118th Avenue this morning. Police say the 32-year-old was trying to cross the street when she was hit. Investigation is ongoing. It's believed she may have been attempting to cross against the light. She was taken to hospital with serious injuries. Major collisions is still on the scene. No charges have been laid against the 48-year-old man driving the truck. Edmonton police are looking for a violent offender. 41-year-old Gregory Ottertail is wanted on a warrant for aggravated assault and possession of a weapon dangerous to the public. He's described as about 6 feet tall, 186 pounds, with brown eyes and black hair. He's known to be in the downtown area but does not have a fixed address. Ottertail is a convicted sexual and violent offender. Police say not to approach him. You can see his picture at 630ched.com. Contact EPS or Crime Stoppers if you do see him. A bail hearing for a senior executive of Chinese tech giant Huawei has attracted a crowd as Meng Wanzhou waits to learn her fate. She's wanted by the U.S. on allegations of fraud. A former RCMP officer told B.C. Supreme Court he is developing a plan to provide security for Meng if she is released. News of Meng's arrest last week shook world stock markets and derailed British Columbia's trade mission to China. The Chinese government has warned Canada of grave consequences if Meng is not released. 6.30 Chad guaranteed weather, freezing rain warning still in effect for the Edmonton area. We're expecting freezing rain or showers ending late this afternoon. Guaranteed high, plus 2, 30% chance of evening flurries, then clearing with a low of minus 8. Increasing clouds tomorrow, the high zero. Sunny and plus 3 for Wednesday, sunny and plus 2 on Thursday. Friday, sunny with a high of zero, then for delivery day weekend. For 6.30 Chad, Santa's anonymous, sunny and minus 2 for the high Saturday. Saturday, a mix of sun and rain. Sunday, the high minus one. In Edmonton, it's two degrees. I'm Eileen Bell. News on demand at 630ched.com. Japanese Village wishes everyone good health and prosperity over the holidays. Come celebrate and entertain your guests this season at any of the four locations while you indulge in a spectacular evening of delicious dining and entertaining flair. Make your group reservation today by calling 780-422-6083. We want to see you. Japanese Village, downtown Southside, Northgate Center, and Sherwood Park. Friends, recently the team at MyPillow was invited to take part in a sleep study, and they found that MyPillow helps you fall asleep faster. It increases the amount of your restorative deep sleep. It even cuts back on snoring. The holidays are right around the corner. Why not treat that special someone to MyPillow and get yourself one too? You buy one, you get one free with the promo code CHED at MyPillow.com. Questions? Give them a call at 1-800-970-5022. 
We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer here on the Monday edition of Oilers Now. A couple big wins for the Oilers over the weekend, and that's got them back sniffing out a playoff spot. 16-12-2, fifth in the Pacific Division, ninth in the West. Doesn't sound great on paper, but uh, they're only one point behind both San Jose and Vegas for a playoff spot. Three wins in a row. They're 7-2-1 under Hitch. It's looking good. Appreciate you all texting in uh, on the Heartland Ford text line at 630-630 saying Miko Koskinen has been named the starter. Uh, they did their media availability as the show was going on or just before it started. So I didn't catch that on Twitter, but in fact, that is confirmed. So rewarded for the shutout. Miko Koskinen is getting back in against the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow. We'll have a full game preview of that tomorrow on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer will be back to host that one. A couple quick texts on the uh, Heartland Ford text line before we get to an interview with uh, Trey Fix Wolanski. Now, this one coming in, it doesn't even say where, but somewhere in Alberta, it says, Hey, Brendan, Bob Stoffer is one of the best guests on the show. Get him on more. Bob joined us. Uh, <laughs> Bob joined us from the airport a little earlier on in the show. This one comes in from Sue in Edmonton saying, the orange jersey, that's what she wants to see more of. I love the orange crush theme and the energy it brings to the city. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on board with that, Sue. When it was the playoff run, that was, uh, that was a fantastic vibe in the city. That was my first year living in Edmonton, and it was spectacular to see the orange out, you know, the yeah, sea but of orange. The energy wasn't from the orange jerseys and the orange theme. It was because the Oilers made the playoffs for the first time in 10 years, right? True, and I guess there was that... Uh, it was Devin Horn jumping in, by the way. That was... Uh, a fantastic vibe that was probably fueled greatly by the fact that there, the decade of darkness was finally over. Nevertheless, again, the text line, Devin, is full of people saying they want the blue jerseys as well. So we'll see if they, uh, if they uh, go with that next year. All right, so the Edmonton Oil Kings will shift gears into uh, more junior hockey. It's been an up-and-down season for them. They've been very, very streaky. They're still coming in at 16-11-3, uh, and three, and they're getting the benefit of the fact that the Central Division is not really a good one this year. Let's just call a spade a spade. It's been better in the past. Red Deer leading that one, and Edmonton right behind them. Are they ahead of the curve this year? Possibly. Brad Lauer has been fantastic for that team. And Trey Fix Wolanski, for a seventh round draft pick, I don't think anybody really expected him to have this kind of breakout season. But uh, we've got him waiting around right now to explain all of that. And we'll get to that right now. Trey, uh, appreciate you jumping on with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. So it's been... uh... (laughs) It's been an impressive season, my friend, to say the absolute least. 21 goals, 41 assists, 62 points. You're second in WHL scoring. And, you know, we've we've speculated quite a bit with your coaches and your general manager and all the rest about what the biggest factors in you having this breakout season are. I want to hear it from you. What's been going on? Where's the success coming from? Um, I think just the work that I put in this summer. Um, just focus on nutrition a lot and um, putting the extra work in um, at the gym to, to make sure I can be the best player possible. And um, coming into this year, I, I felt really fresh and um, right out of training camp, felt, felt like I had uh, mid-season legs. So, um, yeah, it's just been a good year this year. Started, started pretty hot and just I've been building off of there. Was there anybody or anything in particular during the offseason that really helped you kind of realize that you needed to take 
take things to the next level? Um, I think just my trainer and then obviously getting, getting drafted too. Um, being able to go to a rookie camp and a main camp and um, play with guys that are, that are playing pro, they, they know how to get ready for games and practices. So um, you, you try and take as much away from those camps as you can and um, put that towards your own game. What was that experience like, Trey, just heading down there and being in that pro atmosphere and, and seeing what the real deal is all about? It was unbelievable. Um, obviously quite, quite a bit different than back here, but, um, you know, the, the guys push each other in practices and games, and um, no matter if it's inner squad or um, a preseason game, you got bets and rookies going against each other, and, um, you know, they don't take it easy on you, so you got to play as hard as you can. And um, I believe just, just being ready for games and practices, um, that's, that's the most important thing. And you obviously stepping into the role, Trey, as the captain of this team now. Is there anything that you took, um, you know, kind of one major theme maybe from your time at the NHL level that has allowed you to be that much more of a leader for this group of, uh, you know, a pretty young team with the Oil Kings? Yeah, um, just being able to play on the same team as Nick Foligno uh, at main camp, obviously him being the captain in Columbus. Um, you can learn quite quite a few things from him. Um, He's an unbelievable leader, and, um, you know, no matter how old you were, he was treating you with a lot of respect. So, um, you know, just that respect factor is something you, you always got to have with you being a leader. So um, just tried to take as much away from him as I could and um, come back here and use that, use that to our advantage. So let's talk about the teddy bear toss because that's uh, that's a huge like from the marketing side of things that's probably the biggest thing of the year. You are obviously an Edmonton product. You scored the overtime winner to beat uh, my hometown team and and the Kamloops Blazers over the weekend. But you've had a couple years now in the in the circuit and had the teddy bear toss a couple times over. Is there just something different about the energy and the rink on those nights? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, obviously you got a you got a full house, so. Um you're playing in, fr- in front of a full crowd, and uh, that gets your energy level up. And then um, just knowing when you score that goal, all those bears are going to fly. That That's just added motivation, too. Um, obviously, it's for a great cause. So um, when you see all that happening, you kind of get goosebumps. From a player's perspective, that disruption in the game, do you do you really have to kind of to buckle down and stay focused as they clean up you know, 15,000 teddy bears off the ice? That's got to take some time. Yeah, definitely. Um you know, as soon as you score that goal, the, the Bears fly, and it's it's like a 15, 20-minute um, process to clean them up. So um, you want to stay focused on the game while you're, while you're cleaning those Bears up and um, understand that there's still a game to play and um, there's two points at hand. So um, you got to have your mind on the game. You can't be worried about um, picking up the Bears too much. But, um, yeah, it's just a great cause and um, just something I love doing every year. Captain of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Trey Fix Wolanski, with Brendan Escott on Oilers now. Uh, Trey, what's the ceiling for this team this year? You're you're sixteen, eleven, and three. You're uh, second in the Central Division in playoff position. Do you think that you're maybe ahead of the curve or ahead of where you guys expected to be? And and can this continue through the rest of the season? Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, obviously, not the oldest team. We are, we have quite a young team, so. Um, you know, it just takes the extra work. That, that's really all that, that we can do. Um, you know, obviously playing hardworking teams in the league, some, some teams more skilled than others. But um, if we come in every night and play a hard game and um, play the game we know how to play, then I think we can compete with any team in this league.
You talk about Brad Lauer and his first year as head coach and, and maybe some of the different stuff that he's, that he's changed from Steve Hamilton, and that's no discredit to, uh, to the now Calgary Hitman head coach, but I'm curious what Brad Lauer has done to help the success of this team through the first bit of the season. Yeah, it's, it's obviously a little bit different. It's been a little bit of um, um, like a, learn, a learning experience for, for most of the guys being through a coaching change, but um, it's been unreal so far. He's, he's a really good coach, um, wants to play the game fast, and I think that, that's something that's added to our success is just um, playing the game faster, um, always being supporting the puck a different way. And um, Obviously, he's, he's coming from the NHL level where he's had a lot of skilled players, so um, he lets you show your skill offensively, but um, still, still you have to understand that there's a defensive factor in there too. Edmonton Oil Kings captain Trey Fix Wolanski on Oilers now. Uh, Trey, the elephant in the room for me is the fact that you're second in WHL scoring, having an absolute career year, and somehow you still get overlooked for the World Junior uh, Selection Camp the trial process and you know I'm sure you've approached it with nothing but class I, I feel like I know you that much as a person anyway but uh, just what were your thoughts when you got uh, well, snubbed initially um, yeah obviously not the news I wanted to hear um, it, it, it didn't didn't go down too well with me but um, you know obviously it's it's their choice so um, I felt that I, I did all I had to do to, to try and get an invite there. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get one, but um, I just got to use it as motivation now and um, work, work towards an NHL contract and um, hopefully playing, playing in the NHL one day. Having that happen, uh, a seventh-round draft pick, you got uh, obviously picked in the show, but a little bit later on in the process. Are you starting to embrace this this kind of chip on your shoulder? Is that sort of the persona you're finding that you have to adapt as you go on in your career where sometimes you just seem to get overlooked and you've got to prove them wrong anyway? Yeah. Um, growing up, never have been, been the tallest guy. I've always been pretty much the shortest guy on my team. So um, just growing up, my dad always told me, um, no matter no matter how small you are, if, if you can play the game, then um, you're going to get opportunity. And I think... Um, I've always I've always used that as motivation. Just um, you know, obviously knowing I'm not the not the tallest guy, but um, if you're playing with a lot of fire, if you if you're playing the right way, um, and you can play a skilled game, then um, I think you can think of the game well. Then then you'll be able to play at the next level, and um, that's what I've just been trying to show my entire career. Encouraging for you that it seems as if the game is shifting in favor of you don't need to be the six foot four kind of guy to go out there and crash and bang. You can have a lot of success in a smaller body. I think of obviously Goudreau, even a guy like Braden Point, right? Yeah, exactly. Point Point having a career year, um, scoring a lot of goals this year. So um, you, you take a look at that guy and um, you see him as an undersized guy and how he works. And um, you, you got to take things from his game to, to add into your game. Edmonton product and captain of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Trey Fix Wolanski. Last one for you here, Trey. You've got Saskatoon tomorrow night, Prince Albert on Wednesday, a couple of tough tests. What's the game plan heading into this uh, mini road swing and trying to build on a couple of wins? Um, just playing a simple road game. Um, obviously, we have two games in two nights, so um, we want to go into those tougher buildings and um, play a sim- simple game just get pucks deep, crash and bang, and um, work for our goals as hard as we can. All right. I appreciate you taking the time today, Trey. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk soon. Thank you very much.
That team's in good hands under the leadership of Trey Fix-Wolanski. It's been an unbelievable breakout season for him, and and I think the Columbus Blue Jackets in the seventh round of the draft may have found something. And hey, if you're going to tune in on Wednesday as well, I'll be hosting that one, and I plan on doing a little bit more research into the success of some of the later round draft picks in the past five years or so. And you hear Bob talk a lot on the show about how you need contributions from guys on entry-level contracts. I agree with that, and I want to take that a step further and say you also need contributions in the modern NHL from hitting on draft picks in the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th rounds. It's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob here on Oilers Now. I'm going to take a minute to tell you about Royal Pizza. It's pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. 147 in Edmonton. We'll press pause. We'll come back with this day in Oilers history for New West travel. This is Oilers Now. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bod Stoffer on 630 Chet. Real good run for Zach Cassian lately, hasn't it been? It's Brendan Escott pinch hitting for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. We'll do the same thing again Wednesday. Join me, won't you? Text us at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. This one says, it's it's nice that Milan is running guys through the boards, but for the money he makes, he needs to chip one into the net every now and again. If he can't do that, he's more of an anchor than a propeller. That comes from Dudley in Edmonton. I was talking to Reed Wilkins uh, at the game last night, and, and we both arrived at the conclusion that Lucic can shoot the puck. There's no doubt about that. He does not need much with that big body of his to get a lot of mustard behind a shot. It's where where the shots are going that seem to be the bugaboo there. He's very good at hitting the goaltender in the chest. This one comes in from Sarah. It says, Koskinen's stats should give him the nod slash slight advantage to start versus Colorado. Talbot is uh, looking strong, though. Yeah, Koskinen confirmed uh, he is going to get the start against Colorado, rewarded for that shutout. That was released a little earlier today. I don't mind the win-and-you're-in approach right now, as long as the goaltenders are on board with that. I mentioned it to John Shannon. You look at what they were doing with with Brian Elliott and Jake Allen in St. Louis. Jake Allen always seems to be the guy that needs... uh, that needs another goaltender there because of his inconsistencies. But the two-goaltender system, it's not great. It's starting to fail Carolina as they're trying to figure out whether it's McElhinney or Morazic or I guess even Scott Darling, who was called up over the weekend, who's going to take the reins there. Teams teams that make the playoffs have a good, solid goaltender, in my opinion. Text me what you think at 630-630. A lot of people talking about uh, sticking to the winning blue jerseys, and we actually have Neil on the... Uh, on the River Creek Resort Casino hotline who wants to weigh in on this. Neil, you like the blue jerseys, do you? Uh, sure, I sure do, buddy. And uh, yeah. is it because of the historical value or is it because they've won both games that they've worn them so far? <laughs> well, the historical value and also, to me, it's a color I prefer. And also, I was I wanted to say that instead of orange... What if they were to try copper like they had in their original jerseys? I think that would really look sharp. Yeah, a lot of a lot of positive reviews for the uh, the copper and navy that they wore in the Stanley Cup year. I think a lot of people wouldn't mind seeing those come back. But yeah, as, right. we, as we know, Neil, the, the team is all about the history of the team and that being the yeah. orange. And like I say, the copper, you know, 
as a base color instead of orange would really look smart and rich. Very curious to see that as potentially a third jersey down the road. Appreciate the call, Neil. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. You can text us at 630-630. Randy here from Bonneville. It's awesome to watch the World Junior A Challenge. I wish I was there last night, but uh, I was at the Oiler game. Do you know if there is a radio station that it's playing on? Well, we talked to Tim Ellis earlier, and Tim Ellis said that you can catch all the World Junior A hockey with uh, with a hockey TV. I, I don't know if it's a subscription-based thing, but uh, you can definitely, even if it is $10 or something like that, I mean, why would you not tune into that caliber of hockey? But if you're in the Bonneville area, uh, hello, go check it out. Supposedly, it's been an amazing event to this point. All right, let's go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter group vacation package with New West Travel and receive free parking at Value Park at Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation dreams. Excuse me. On this day in 2010, Linus Olmark makes his Oilers debut as the Oilers beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 in a shootout to collect their fifth win in six games. Olmark, the shootout specialist, he was called up to replace an injured Alish Hemsky, and he did score in the shootout. Now, it might be fun at some point to uh, to do a like a where are they now series from some of the more obscure Oilers from the decade of darkness. Linus Olmark being one of them. He's now 31 years old. He's uh, he's playing for Ufa in the KHL. He's got three goals and 29 assists for 32 points in 35 games. So okay, still got a little something in the tank. Does Linus Olmark? Now some people are saying on the Heartland Ford text line to leave the orange alone. Yeah, I, I don't like the idea of royal and copper, personally. But uh, I, I, if they go navy and copper again, don't forget they just did the rebrand when Adidas took over the jersey partnership. So I don't think anybody in the organization or otherwise is eager to overhaul things again. But if they did, or even if they wanted to bring back a kind of a real different third jersey, such as the McFarlane to the copper and, and navy that we're talking about. And I don't have a problem with them getting a little experimental. This one comes in from Wes in Edmonton. He says the Oilers need to come back with the navies that were worn in 2006. Yeah, well, I mean, if they're going to play like they did in 2006 on that cup run, put them in pink. Doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, uh, Inside Sports coming up a little later on on 6.30, Chad. That's with Reed Wilkins from 6 to 8 p.m. He's got uh, Kelly Rudy on from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Kelly Rudy is a regular on that show. So you'll hear from him tonight. Uh, former U of A Golden Bears football head coach and 2019 Alberta Sports Hall of Fame inductee Jim Donlevy. And they're taking a Nate Athletics angle. Nate dominates the collegiate level, countrywide, not even in the ACAC, countrywide. They're good at basketball. They're damn good at hockey. Heck, if you're catching some of that World Junior A Challenge hockey, you might even see some of those guys end up playing in a Nukes uniform at some point. That does it for the Monday edition of Oilers Now. Tomorrow, Stoffer Inspector for our friends... At Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 Albertans employed in the horse racing industry. It's the Oilers and Avalanche tomorrow. We'll have a full game preview. Bob Stopper is back to host that. Appreciate you tuning in. It's always fun when we meet up. It's Brendan Escott. 
We'll talk again on Wednesday. Until then, so long from the 630 Chet Studios. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.